Okay. Bonsoir. <laughs> Feels like home. <laughs> so, I I have a few uh, ideas to share. Um, very humbly, and I hope um, some of them can be of benefit <coughs> to some of you. And so the theme of the retreat is uh, forgiveness. So it's been in my uh, heart-mind in the last few days, um, in the last uh, many days actually, and uh, thinking, what, what, what do you want to share, Pascal, on this? And um, what was coming up was not... Um, uh, something, uh, something um, around forgiveness. Something specific: how to forgive one person, or or how to forgive something um, from the past that uh, one has done themselves. You know, forgiving oneself. Or um, I'm finding my words as I'm talking to you. This is very much live. Uh, um, what was coming to me was um, more in terms of um, uh, the development of this practice, what this path uh, uh, is, has been, is for me, and maybe for, for you also, and for many people, and how um, now I want to use the word forgiveness in a much larger sense, in the sense of um, coming to peace, uh, with our lives and um, uh, making peace, huh? that's the expression, and coming to terms. And because um, I know that in my life I had to address certain things where forgiveness was needed and there was a, a block there, some, something was not moving through, and I had to work on specific things, but I've noticed a lot of the forgiveness and coming to terms and making peace with. Uh, was happening much more um, subtly without being addressed directly as uh, my view of the world uh, through practice is changing slowly. And the th I can't see, uh, find that I can't see people, cannot see them in the same way anymore. Uh, uh, over time or sometimes suddenly I turn... Uh, my thoughts towards somebody to whom uh, there was a lot of uh, resentment towards, and it's just not there anymore in the same way. And I was curious about this because I've seen this again and again, so how my view of the world, my view of this being, uh, is changing uh, with practice, how uh, the view of my past is changing with practice. I cannot see this uh, in the same way anymore. And maybe I'll talk more about this uh, very precise thing of perception that I'm fascinated by and is very central in practice, how a perception is only that, is not 
the absolute truth. It's a, maybe a relative truth. The way things look at a certain point are just that, how they look at a certain point. And this morning, Irina, you were uh, bringing in uh, the words of the Buddha when he was talking to this dying person, saying um, these beautiful words of, in the scene, let there be only the scene or let there be only the sight. In the, in the felt, in the feeling, let there be only the felt. Huh? Something extremely uh, simple. And um, also, I've seen one translation of this uh, very text where it says, uh, the Buddha says, in the perceiving, let there be only the perceiving. Let there be only the perceived. I, I think this is one of the deepest teachings I've ever heard. Because for me, when I perceive something, usually it means it's reality. It's a description of reality. My perception are supposed to tell me about reality. And now, this is what I see in my practice, is that more and more, with being very... Uh, very close, uh, very, um, having a lot of listening, more presence, more uh, attention, is that I can see that, oh, perception is like this. So when, for example, I'm the worst meditator, <laughs> it's not a description of reality anymore. It's something very complete in itself called a perception, period. Don't have to fight it, don't have to do anything with it, but just hold it as such. Especially when I see that a few hours later, I am the best meditator. <laughs> <laughs> that really proves my point that <laughs> perception is only that. Yeah? Anyway, that's for me like at this point in my practice, the field that is the, definitely the most interesting, my um, sometimes feeling, and you might recognize this, feeling um, separate. is just that, a perception. It might not be the truth. Do you see the, the, the freedom that is possible in this, to hold this like, oh, I feel separate. It's only that. It's not talking about reality. It's talking about a momentary, what, generation of the mind. Very seductive, very entrancing, can really grab me. My feeling sometimes fragmented. Do you recognize this sometimes? That there's something missing in my life. Something's missing. I'm far from something. I would long to find this that I'm separate from. I don't even know what it is. Sometimes I, it's someone. It's that someone. Sometimes it's that 
understanding that it can be, it can hook itself onto many things, but this feeling fragmented, <coughs> can I hold this as uh, just a perception? Fragmentation feels like this. It feels like this. It's so three-dimensional, isn't it? So felt in the body, so f- uh, felt in the mind, the, the consciousness, this capacity to just um, know reality, this knowing that we all have that is going on right now, knowing sounds, knowing ideas, knowing sight, this knowing suddenly is completely colored by this perception of fragmentation. It sees, it, it captures or feels fragmentation completely. So convincing, yet is that possible that in my practice I would hold this as just that? Some magnificent, terrific, terrible illusion. Three-dimensional. I mean, it's much more uh, complete and uh, an amazing technological achievement than any 3D IMAX movie. It is very convincing, much more than, you know, you go to see this movie and you really almost feel like you're in it, but you don't. You know, you know it's just avatars, kind of made up, you know. (laughs) But when there is a perception that comes that I'm the worst, that there's no hope, uh, that I'm the best, any version, there, there are millions of possibilities here. Is this possible to have um, mindfulness? In French, I told you, I think maybe uh, some, some people here. Uh, Susana, what did you say it was in Spanish? Attention plena. Attention plena. And in French, it's um, um, pleine conscience, full consciousness. They all point in the same direction. Can my mind be so uh, full, my mindfulness be so large that it can be larger than the trance of the perception. It can hold it. Wow. Seeing myself as separate, as threatened, feels like this. I'm disclosing a lot. I'm, tell, I'm talking to you about my very personal practice. <laughs> this is not what's on my sheet. <laughs> you never know what's coming. <laughs> I never know what's coming. I can have the perception that I know what's coming, yet life is much more Surprising than that. Okay, now I have to make my way back. (laughs) That's going to be challenging.
So how do we do this? That, does that sound natural? <laughs> well, we do this by listening, and that's the words we've been using in the last few days, being very attentive. You can, I think, appreciate the level of attention one would need to realize that a perception is only a perception. And so that's kind of the invitation of this practice, and and uh, and, uh, and and it's it's not um, it's it's done progressively, and very importantly, it's going to be uh, done through uh, relaxing, allowing. This you can't just force yourself into this; it just doesn't work. Um, and so. Uh, we, uh, we really start listening. And so instead of um, doing like we might, s some of you like me might do, uh, sometimes is tell reality what it is, tell stuff uh, how it should be, and people how it should be, and tell myself how I should be. And uh, instead of this, this is really put to the side, and we start listening, feeling, seeing uh, very closely so that we can probe under the ideas that we have about stuff and discover, uh, let it speak, let the things speak for themselves. No more imposing of old uh, ideas about stuff. I know that. No, that won't do around here. What is this? How is this felt? How is this moving? How is this evolving, transforming, fluctuating? We do this with what is pleasant. Instead of other um, things that we usually do, uh, with what is pleasant, like wanting more, starting to strategize to keep, um, refusing uh, for some reason, a anything that we do, and we start to really feel what is this that is pleasant right now? What is this that is unpleasant right now? And the unpleasant especially is not easy to do because we, we fear it, we, we don't want to feel it. And... Uh, I just want to bring here the Sangha again because we see others do it. And so uh, how it happens is that I gain courage from somebody else sitting in another sit and applying uh, the mind or listening again. Uh, and so this is a really uh, a collective effort there's a lot of things that are exchanged in this room uh, all through the day. Uh, and uh, there's a quote in the, from Ajahn Chah, a uh, great uh, Thai master in the Gratitude Hut. I don't know if you've been there. It's a beautiful place. 
have spent uh, hours there being uh, held and given courage and uh, inspired by uh, um, all the wonderful beings that are hanging out in there. Uh, especially now since uh, not very long ago. Huh? Mm. There was a big, um, sorry. There was uh, unbalanced in the gratitude hut that I loved so much. There was a bunch of guys in there <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of lopsided, but still I would get a lot of inspiration from it. But now since a few months, it's been uh, made uh, much more equal, and so we find amazing, inspiring uh, uh, women teachers being uh, given their right place in there. It's so good. One of which is so inspiring to me is uh, Aung San Suu Kyi. Um, Anyway, there's a quote by Ajahn Chow who said, uh, when you sit, I'm paraphrasing <laughs> here, that's what I do all the time. He's <laughs> um, saying something like, uh, if you sit still and uh, um, you stay still, your mind will become like a clear uh, f uh, f lake clear pool, forest pool, and all kinds of uh, strange animals, rare and wonderful animals will come to drink at the lake and the nature of uh, this reality will be revealed to you. Uh, and it's true that uh, if we do that, this is what happens. And one of the strange animals that comes is perception. We start to see, oh, uh, this animal is so strange. Perception is only this little animal and you have to be very quiet to see it. Uh, I remember spending a lot of time in the forest uh, by a pond at uh, the Inside Meditation Society. I would spend a few hours in the afternoons, skip the sittings and go by uh, the lake and uh, be with nature. I needed that. You might feel, some of you also might feel so much nourishment and insight coming from the contact with nature. Anyway, I would sit there and uh, I would get extremely quiet and after, it usually would take about an hour, 50 minutes of being extremely quiet, no movement, and life would start happening, not before an hour, somehow. And one of the things that was really, I've seen amazing things there, sometimes like goose land really close and one time a beaver come right in my face by the <laughs> just to check me out and one time otters playing for about an hour on the icy uh, lake and they seemed to have amazing fun it was just amazing to see this and there was also a little um, mink 
that was going around the lake and it took the mink an hour to go around the lake. And it was almost like a, a bus, you know, doing its uh, circuit. <laughs> so I would just sit there with little Graham cookies. And uh, at some point, the mink would uh, just pass by, run over the, the cookies. Apparently, that was not what they were looking for. <laughs> but it was just so amazing. And often, I would just open my eyes at the v like two seconds before the mink would pass. Very strangely, I would just have a... Nothing, my eyes would open, not even an intuition. I don't know, it, it was too quick and subtle to notice. I would just open my eyes, boom, the mink would pass. <laughs> and uh, depending on the season and the color of the mink and the snow or absence of snow, I could see the little mink go around the lake and then an hour later, right on time, <laughs> pass by. Anyway, why am I telling you this? <laughs> So a lot of listening, a lot of accepting, allowing things to have their own pace. It's very uh, non-violent uh, practice. Cannot impose anything on this practice. Cannot impose anything on the heart. It will reveal itself in its own time. And so allowing the difficult to be there... Uh, and move through, and sometimes it doesn't even seem like it's moving through, but it is. And all this, uh, also another thing that I thought, I, I have to say this, it's probably been said, and we must all know, but it needs to be said again. So this listening, allowing, discovering, this is one aspect of being a human being receiving information, the cognition maybe it's called. This is one aspect. We're putting a lot of uh, emphasis on this aspect of our lives, but this is one aspect. There's a whole other aspect that is engaging. Is that a word? Purposive? Like really engaging. Why we're doing this is to engage with wisdom uh, in our lives, to, to, be, uh, to respond appropriately, to be skillful. Uh, and why this first aspect is so important? Because to, in order to respond um, in a way that is so appropriate, we need to know the complete information. It cannot be um, partial information. Oh, uh, and it's very quick, like we do usually, and then we do something about it. Here we spend a lot of time receiving the information so that we, uh, we know more fully what, uh, what's going on. And also I think because if we answer or I answer quickly, I'll, chances are I'll be in uh, the automatic, the mechanic, stick way and uh, somebody was mentioning you know uh, these patterns that are uh, have history uh, in the family or in the culture and so uh, without the really deep listening chances are this the answer is going to be led by these mechanism and patterns and so with the with the deep listening comes also creativity uh, intuition um, 
uh, enough time to uh, remember my highest, deepest values. What do I really care about here? Getting this or um, that everybody's included? You know, what, whatever it is, but the deepest value can be uh, re-invited uh, in the process of uh, um, engaging with the world. And again, for me, the best um, example, or certainly one tremendously inspiring example of this these days is Ansan Suki, who uh, I don't know if you've heard her speak uh, lately since she's been released from her house uh, arrest. Such ground, such, even it seems in some of the interviews I've heard, almost hard to believe so much, uh, almost joy and a confidence that is beyond uh, what you would expect in a situation like this. She knows the truth so deeply and knows the direction, knows her values, and there is no stopping her. This to me, and we know that in this time of uh, being at home, there was a lot of sitting, a lot of receiving everything, uh, not information through the internet, receiving this being and touching the deepest values of this being and, uh, and touching the truth. And when you touch the truth again and again, confidence comes. Because you're not in doubt. Is it like this? Is it like that? I'm not sure. Who am I? What are, the, the, all this falls apart. There's just things become clear, available, tangible. In this mudra, the Buddha is uh, attacked by Mara. Huh? Mara is like the doubt. What are you doing there trying to... Res Find the end of suffering. Ha, ha, ha. What a joke, you know. There's no such thing. Move out, you know. And uh, come here. I have something for you. Much better. You know, come. I have some beautiful things to show you on the internet and in the shopping mall. <laughs> and who do you think you are, little turd? You know, <laughs> move out. And all these things... And so all these things comes to him, and what does he do? It's just amazing, the way I understand it anyway. He comes back to something that is so clear. Pressure feels like this. No, should I be here? Should I not be here? Am I good enough for this? Can I do that? Nothing like that. Just what is here? Pressure. This is the truth. This is, um, you cannot discuss that. It's just that. So it comes back to a very simple practice. That's how I understand this uh, mudra, taking the earth as a witness. I can know reality. It's knowable. It's available. You just feel it. And it becomes clear.
So what, um, what becomes clear is uh, one thing I wanted to talk about is uh, uh, what we call the defective nature of samsara. Samsara being this uh, situation we find ourselves in, of uh, being a, uh, in this case, a human being, and uh, it's kind of uh, this predicament. You know, you, it's not clear that we chose to be here at all. We find ourselves. Maybe you can relate to this with five or six senses, uh, with the mind included. Having to live a life, having to find out uh, how to live a full life, and uh, but you know, as I mentioned yesterday, I think in the meditation, being pushed left and right by outside conditions and and inner conditions, being uh, so this. Samsara, this situation we find ourselves where there uh, seems to be very little control over stuff and, uh, and confusion comes and uh, uh, the necessity to care for this body that I haven't chosen but this is the body I have and I have to, to maintain it. Uh, and it's, it's, uh, it's a stressful thing to do. You have to wash it, put, you know, rest it and earn money to feed it and entertain it also because it get, gets bored, you know, and, <laughs> and uh, try to, to have it fit, you know, and it seems like it doesn't fit so well, you know, and, and uh, so that's on a, on a personal level and then on a more like uh, uh, larger level uh, to, to, uh, to get along uh, with... Uh, other people and to have different point of views and I mean it's there's so much we can spend the whole night actually <laughs> I saw um, I saw um, a, a play a number of years ago uh, it was an English uh, troupe or a company and uh, their uh, English humor I guess their, their, uh, their, the title of their uh, play was Forced Entertainment. <laughs> and the play was going on for many hours. <laughs> and they were a research theater group really exploring what does forced entertainment does on people. <laughs> and so there was many very weird things happening in this show. And one of the first things that was happening was that somebody was... Uh, uh, came uh, uh, one of the actors came in front and said at the beginning of the show please relax you're here to have a good time we're here to entertain you and uh, and uh, very uh, uh, relax please so and f- please forget about the troubles uh, that you have don't don't think about uh, 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 don't think first about like uh, the parking around here that's uh, in the whole of Canada this is the worst place for uh, <laughs> robbery and bre- breaking in cars, this neighborhood here. Don't think about that. <laughs> Don't think about, uh, you know, uh, and, and okay, so I won't get into it, but they went on and on and on, and people were leaving the room. 
and they were going through all the medical difficulty, the transportation, the career difficulties, the all the, the they were doing the inner, outer uh, society, urban, rural <laughs> difficulties. They were, and I was sitting there thinking, there's nothing left out. They must be Buddhists. <laughs> They know so much about suffering. <laughs> but only after the show was I thinking, oh my God, they only barely touched the subject. <laughs> because they only talked about what was obviously difficult. The little uh, uneasiness of being in an elevator with stranger and the, the death of a loved one and the breakup of a relationship. Many things that we know really well uh, are difficult. Uh, but I, then I was thinking, wow, but in, in Buddhism we go much further. We also include uh, the dukkha, the difficulty that comes with change. So even what is uh, very pleasant has a form of stress in it because we know it's unstable, we know it will pass. Because after it's gone, we long for it again uh, sometimes. And so that aspect of life and the, uh, the stress that comes also, another aspect of uh, dukkha, the stress that comes with everything that is made of something else. It means when things are conditioned, a word that we used a lot here, when, when things uh, happen if only if there is something that came before to make it happen. Like, for example, moi. I'm a perfect uh, expression of conditioning because if my parents had met... And so it's the same for you, but allow me to talk about moi <laughs> before the time is up. <laughs> so, um, and so, okay, so I named like, uh, so everything that is composed of something else or dependent on something else has a kind of uh, stress that comes with it because it's... Uh, it's unstable, it can disappear, it can change. Yeah? So, coming back to forgiveness, for me, in the development of practice and what I see in practitioner, is that one of the big kind of forgiveness that comes or coming to terms with or making peace with is making peace with this samsara, with the, the nature of this reality. Not hiding from it, not fearing it, not avoiding it, but starting to meet it exactly as it is. And then discovering, at least some of the time for a, a second or more, or for a longer time, that it's actually possible to be... I'm going to use a... I'm going to... Is the euphemism a word that exists in English? So I'm going to use a, a word here uh, uh, to describe... Uh, uh, awakening, a, a euphemism. So it's possible to actually be okay <laughs> with the nature of this reality. To be okay in a very, very profound way to forgive it for not being in line with what I want, how I want would want things to be more stable, more reliable, uh, some of them uh, changing quicker, some of them uh, not changing. It's possible 
through listening, through being attentive, through making the discoveries about how this reali reality is, to become so deeply okay with it. And that includes moi and you for you. To become totally okay with the fact that here's a mind. Although it writes things on a paper, it's going to go in a complete other direction. <laughs> and you never know what's coming. It's possible to be okay with this. It's possible to be okay with unpleasantness in a deep, deep way. Meet it uh, courageously, fully. To me, this is mind-blowing. You explain to me samsara with all the difficulty and you tell me that it's possible to be totally okay with this. They don't match together at all. Yet, with the development of this practice, and we have to see this for ourselves, and we see this incrementally by saying that, hey, here where I thought it was not possible, it's actually possible. So for me, the forgiveness is a lot um, of that type coming to terms with the reality as it is. Not only this, but also um, using this exact samsara, this exact reality, using it, turning it, uh, instead of producing uh, more separation, more fear, more uh, discontentment, using this exact same element, this is the mind-blowing part, the same exact elements that are there, experiences, phenomena, whatever arises, using this and turning them into tools for liberation. So for example, um, uh, when I was 25, I, uh, I was in the doctor's office one day and the doctor said, hey, at least that's how I could uh, say, that's, that's what I heard. He said, hey, although you think that you're young forever and that you're handsome forever and that you... Uh, you're strong forever and that uh, you're healthy forever. All the things that I found, I thought were really solid. He said, although you think this, actually this paper here says the opposite. You're very breakable. Actually, you are going to break according to these papers here. You have a few years and then all this is finished. So I, I learned I was HIV positive. So that's 16 years ago. And I really thought that this would uh, crush me. Actually, I have to say at this point right now, that this exact thing that is very samsaric, very samsaric, no? Is actually 
the, 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 the thing, the one thing, or the one of the things that has been the most profound teacher and liberating thing in my life. How strange is that? Only an amazing, magnificent spiritual path would allow that to happen. Nothing uh, personal about this in the sense that, no. Back up, very personal. Very, very personal. But also not. Also uh, a group effort of receiving teachings by generous people. Uh, friends being there. And lots of things that made uh, a, a turning of this possible and it's not it's not like it's victory and it's done because many things can happen still but I'm just amazed that uh, we can use our deepest hurt and uh, uh, to actually wake up and and that uh, would include things that are much uh, bigger uh, oppression of a group. Uh, being f uh, tolerated. Um, any way uh, that it shows up, that these very thing really felt could lead to engaging in the world in the way that uh, is freeing for me, for us, for you, for us. Um, Non-violently. To me, that's, uh, I'm expressing to you my uh, awe and wonder at this practice. And my faith also, I think, is, uh, is being expressed here. So deep, deep gratitude that I have to you for, uh, for listening, for practicing, for looking at all this together. Now for me, it's been years of doing this with groups. Uh, and it's, it was not, just not possible to do this outside of doing this with a group of people. And, and so, um, so deep uh, gratitude to, to you both and, uh, and to you uh, also. And thank you for uh, allowing us to travel together. So maybe we'll just take a moment of silence here.
just uh, wanting to remember that any beautiful qualities um, that are developed here, and there are so many, um, of wisdom and patience and kindness and uh, courage and uh, stability of mind and... Uh, understanding and rejoicing and humor and uh, compassion and it goes on and on all these qualities cannot um, be kept for ourselves they are going to ripple there is no choice so why not offer it um, willingly uh, to the whole world so that what we do here uh, uh, we know consciously that we're doing it for all beings everywhere. So that no one uh, doesn't reach uh, a state of freedom and n uh, so that no one is ever uh, excluded uh, from the capacity to find freedom. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.